Shigaraki Tomura is now the perfect Nomu and pretty much unstoppable, which means nothing but bad things for Deku, Bakugo, and the rest of the cast, despite their best efforts. Today, we are going to break down everything that happened in Season 6, Episode 6, called Encounter Part 2 of My Hero Academia. My name is Andrew, and I have James with me to help break down everything that happened. James, this episode is nuts. It's pretty much a setup for probably what's about to be the biggest battle sequence of My Hero Academia's history. Am I right? Yeah, I think you're pretty fair in saying that. Like, I think dude, this is this you can feel the anticipation this this episode for sure and the just really the building blocks for what's probably going to be like an absolute banger of a fight yeah they were just teasing us throughout this entire episode we'll do a very quick recap here but obviously between shigaraki waking up and everyone starting to figure out his level of power i mean he basically destroyed a quarter of japan in one single decay it looked like just the absolute insane amount of damage done there machio waking up toga losing her shit dobby having his own secret plans compressed still being around getting losing his shit with ice like they're just teasing us with really showing the uh, real power of the villains at the first couple episodes pretty much just being the nomus but now we have even more nomus as well like again next i let's say four or five episodes james pure battle cannot wait but for let's talk about this episode, go through a very quick recap of everything that happened. So we kind of saw a conclusion of wrapping up a lot kind of going on over at the villa. Hawks is safe now. Um, pretty much a lot of fighting over there. I guess I'll just talk about that quickly before kind of going over the Shigaraki side where a lot of the episode took place. So pretty much what happened at the villa is one, Toga has lost her shit. She is kind of impersonating villains and is just cutting up people left and right. Compressed and Dobby kind of had a little bit of conversation. Everyone over there is starting to figure out that Shigaraki is awake because a giant fucking giant came out of the floor and is just going to go apeshit Machia, uh, Gigamachia. Gigato Machia. I know we're said Gigamachia. We, we can but, just call him Machia. Just call him Machia. I know, I know, I know. Um, I, I forget that every episode. Um, is now awake. He has sniffed his master left last episode and now he's moving into action. So that's pretty much everything happened over on the villa. It's a little other combat action scenes going on here and there. But really moving over to the Shigaraki side, who is now awake. And as we see, he kills um x-cross he pretty much destroys the whole underground lab and it seems for a second that that entire team is wiped out but as the episode goes on we see that most people made it out um Izawa made it out mike made it out endeavor we haven't gotten an update on mirko but i'm assuming they wouldn't kill her off screen after all the damage we just saw her take so pretty much that entire lab's crossed out but as the lab is being destroyed as i mentioned earlier the decay area literally goes on for what looks like miles all the way in taking out half the town that the evacuation zone is in. Um, During all of this, we do hear mention of all for one. No, I mean one for all, I apologize, over the radio and starting to kind of figure all that out. And that's when Deku and Bakugo kind of figure out after Deku had some weird feelings as well that Shigaraki is probably going to be coming directly for him. So why Endeavor initially confronts him and is kind of fighting him a bit or trying to fight him. We see Shigaraki is heading straight through Deku through the entire episode. So Deku and Bakugo are heading off away from the civilians. They're saved last second from being killed off by Gran Torino, where he kind of goes on of like, okay, what are the point of all these heroes if he can't stop one person? So pretty much all gearing up, getting ready, saying Shigaraki cannot go any farther than this. But this is one actually in the episode. We do see that Machia does awaken. And we see that more Nomus from the underground lab that should have been destroyed 
actually were not and are also woken up all looking like high ends as well so really setting the stage on both sides um and just kind of setting up the point that again next four or five episodes pure fighting on different fronts we have so many little moments that are going to be happening that it's going to be hard to talk about it going forward but this is the kind of the setup episode for all of that even though it was still action-packed what are your thoughts james yeah no i i like this kind of episodes needed and i think it really just like we were going to get one of these you know what i mean we had to get this anticipation building episode where it really showcases the the power creep of shigaraki where like where he's at stacked up against like endeavor and stuff um and yeah we we knew maki was going to wake up at some point we finally got that um and now you're just building like i mean again like the first the first thought of like maki waking up is like okay it's maki versus mount lady and i think you actually see that in the like the, the the next episode preview kind of thing you already see that squaring off so that's gonna be sick we're gonna have like a borderline like kaiju fight um and then yeah like just the the the, the sheer the sheer magnitude of Shiggy's powers, I think, is insane. Like how they've showcased it. So you almost kind of got to wonder. I'm like, how the how the fuck are they going to get around this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it does it does feel like he's quite unstoppable. No, and, and I kind of love that feeling. I think they did a great job with this. So like again, it was an anticipation building episode, but it didn't feel like a down episode at all. Like I, I wouldn't no. say this is anything worse than that. It was just a different kind of pacing of and more kind of a um, mood change than anything. Like. We went from hopeful the last couple episodes starting to go a little bit downwards as Hawks got injured, but now it feels more like impending doom instead of impending victory, which I think they did a great job of kind of that mood shift in the right way. So, yeah, I agree. I yeah. think Shigaraki's power level is kind of the main part of this entire episode. I think a lot of it kind of focused on that. One, everyone getting confirmation that he has all of the old quirks from All for One. Two, yeah. that he is as strong as a Nomu without quirks. So super regeneration, super strength, super speed, all that kind of stuff he seems to have, even though Aizawa to take out of it. Um, and again, I think just really using his decay, I love that the first thing he did when he came out, obviously it's his main quirk, but just showing how much stronger his decay is. Like they're going on up. Anyone that touches the ground will just die right now. Like that is just yeah. so extreme. Well, that was a, that was such a good point that uh, they covered very very early. Was like Endeavor was like nobody anybody who can touch the ground, like don't don't show up. You need to fly. You need to not be able to touch like to, like even even uh, Grant Reno said it. Where it's like don't even touch debris or else you're just gonna be decayed. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 terrifying. That's insane. You know what I mean? I mean obviously, thankfully they're not making it super overpowered where it's like to the point of like dust particles and stuff like that. Because I mean. You, you, you know the, i don't think that's a stretch like that wouldn't be that wouldn't be uh like unbelievable but they are keeping it somewhat tame being like okay like if you get hit by like uh like a part of rubble like that, you're done for sort of thing right um but i think that's really cool that that's how they're kind of scaling this fight sort of thing and it makes me actually wonder like with that knowledge and i'm sure like it's shiggy at this point knows that as well like how they're going to kind of work around aizawa being on the ground with manual and uh i think he's he's with um oh my god what is his name buddy who like freezes stuff um lock on uh, lock lock rock rock lock, rock lock or something yeah yeah we, we all know who i'm talking about um like they're kind of like like sitting ducks sort of thing and aizawa like aizawa is such a like like important character in this because he really is keeping shigaraki somewhat at bay just because of his quirk alone and even shigaraki acknowledges that which i think is, is so cool right like even he like appreciates how much of a badass uh aizawa is during this whole thing but that also scares me for aizawa 
Having I, I, the main I, unstoppable villain say, damn, you really are cool. And like acknowledging the fact that he's a reason that um, Ryuku didn't just die is a pretty <laughs> big thing. I mean, she, yeah. she would have been dead. He touched her and he didn't die. And she didn't die. And he's like, what yeah. is going on? So she he instantly realized it's a racer. So um, that is a little bit of a red flag for me that I do worry that obviously <laughs> yeah. we know how strong he is now. I mean, obviously All Might, at least in terms of physical strength, was only barely a match for the original Nomu, and we think Shikaraki's a level above that, so it wouldn't be out of this world for him to be able to get Daizawa without Quirk. So, I will be interested in what happens, because how good of it of a fight is it if Shigaraki just doesn't have his Quirks the entire time? Something has to happen there, yeah, which scares yeah. me. I think I think a like my prediction for this fight is kind of it's going to be a big of like basically like keep away from Shigaraki from Aizawa for most of it because obviously that's going to be his target but I mean like it's it's going to have to be like Endeavor, Gran Torino, like Ryoku, everybody like that trying to basically keep him at bay and in this they they kind of talked about it in the episode where they want they don't want to take him too far away because then it just gives him like open season sort of thing they want to keep him contained in this area so it's going to be really weird they've they've put some some really interesting um like parameters on the fight itself already so um i'm excited to see how they how they really do that yeah and i i think that battle which which i kind of like too they're setting the scale very small it's always going to be combat going non-stop because no one's spread out there's really the two battlegrounds right now but they're both very tight which means yep. there's not going to be Deku running from one battle scene to the next for an entire episode, and then we just have to kind of pay attention to other fights. Like, nope, Deku will be in the middle of it the entire time now, which which I really do like that kind of setup there. And um, kind of talking about Deku a little bit, I mean, they're just kind of openly talking. I mean, at least Shigaraki's openly talking about all for uh, one for all, which yep. is kind of still a big secret right now. I think Torino, All Might, the cop. Um, Bakugo and Deku really the only ones that know about at this point. Um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 weird how we've gone like episodes without us really like talking about it, and then then we come back to this one, and like of course it's highlighted because Shigaraki is actively looking for Deku, like he's actively looking for the quirk, but like everybody else kind of just acknowledges it at the same time. They're like, oh yeah, that's right, this is big freaking secret, right? Um, yeah, yeah these so- are like it, it's way out of line. Like Endeavor's kind of trying to put it all together during like. Why is literally the villain of everything going after a boy? Like, there's no explanation, no nothing, um, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I I do wonder if something comes out during the fight, if if Endeavor tries to have a conversation with Shigaraki, (laughs) which which isn't his like, or Aizawa or someone, because, again, even Aizawa doesn't know. Like, he he was confused why Deku and Bakugo was here, like, there's going to have to be an explanation for that at some point. And if it comes out mid fight or after the fight, I think it makes a big difference because then it goes to protecting Aizawa and Deku during the fight instead of just Aizawa. And then people might not prioritize Deku as much because he's just this kid right now. So he's just, yeah, it'll be curious how they play into that. And if they kind of acknowledge that, or it was just kind of a way to get Shigaraki away from civilians for the one episode. And they're just going to ignore that again. Yeah, I am like I mean like this is like this is a shonen so like battlefield conversations aren't like out of the picture at no. all. Like you know what I mean? Like these like we have like full blown dialogue during during fights and stuff like that. So I, I'm I wouldn't be surprised um or even disappointed. Like I mean it's pretty it's pretty on brand to have that kind of like that realization mid combat sort of thing that okay, 
there's something more with with deku like obviously we all know that but like the most of hero society is still trying to figure that out right especially the top echelon so i'm i'm curious to see how they play that out during the fight and how involved deku and bakugo are because they really have like again like going back to shigaraki briefly um they really have really said how powerful he is and we know uh one for all is kind of scaling up as well but like i don't think those two are anywhere as close to being on par with each other you know what i mean shiggy just did the hyperbolic time chamber deku's just been doing the typical like oh i've just been like casually leveling up sort of thing right um so it is going to be interesting to see how those two quirks step up. Do we get another quirk reveal? I don't know. Like, like we have to. I mean, I think right. seeing Shigaraki's strength. If we didn't get a quirk reveal in the next two episodes, I would say I'd be disappointed. Like, I think it's that That's eminent. Fair. There's what five more to unlock, and from all yeah. we know, this could be the last stand of Hero Society <laughs> at this point. Like, I, I like. I think we've talked about it going into the season that I think quirk are going to be coming a lot quicker than they were before just yeah. because we're, we're we're fighting the final boss right now. Like, there's not many outcomes of fighting the final boss. Like, one side has to win, one side has to lose. So I'd be curious to kind of see what happens, but I do imagine one is going to be coming quickly because we saw even this episode, Deku has co- complete control over Black Whip now. Yeah, um, he yeah. he's Spider-Man, so, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, lo- it looks sick. I love seeing him use it. So I yeah. think a new one coming soon. Um, I'm excited, and I think we'll see it um, hopefully next episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's unreasonable, right? No. Uh, the one other thing I want to kind of move into that I think we kind of raised earlier of a death like Fakazawa, but we've seen a shit ton of people die in these first couple episodes. More than I think these last couple episodes we've seen people die or moodily wounded as like Ed Shot did in like the second episode. Of like, I just punch you in your lungs, don't move or you'll die. Like, <laughs> yeah, those yeah. people all died. Let's be honest here. <laughs> um, but we saw Togo ripping through people, but so far, really Crust is the first one of notable to die, and then twice on the villain side as well. Yeah. Do we think we're going to keep seeing notable deaths as it goes on, or do we think we kind of had those mid-range, I guess twice is a pretty big death, but Crust is a yeah, mid-range it's... death, I say. Um, do we think we just kind of did that, and then a bunch of like fodder kills, so that the main characters don't have to die, or do you think we're going to keep ramping up as the arc goes on? I like th- I don't I don't I think I, I want to take like the really like safe assumption and say like I wouldn't be surprised either way where like you know again death is like very it's very like barely touched on in, in, in my hero it's very it's very like it's something we kind of shy away from a lot but at the same time they have shown in this season specifically that they are amping up the stakes they are looking to make death more prominent in the show um so i don't think i don't think it's unbelievable i don't think it is un, like unreasonable to assume we might lose some big hitters i mean I think the obvious one I, I want to say is like Endeavor because he's been the one really going toe to toe with Shigaraki so often, and I mean like poor Endeavor's got a lot to atone for. Like I mean, ever since we found out he was just a piece of shit dad, like I mean I've been kind of waiting for them to give him the axe since then, sort of thing, because that's usually what you do. You let your character kind of atone for something and then you close them out, right? Oh. Um, so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be unreasonable for it to be an endeavor, right? And that almost feels like somewhat fitting, um, kind of heralding like the new generation of heroes, sort of thing. But I also I, I also don't want to be I'm not really shocked if we don't get any of those. I'm not like you know what I mean. How about what about you? Yeah, I mean I think that is a safe bet, and be, you never know with my hero academia. They can really go either way. I feel like the tone is changing for the series overall this season a bit, 
but it is still hard to know. And I think another thing we got to put in mind is Hawks could be done for good. I mean, that's his true. back was absolutely gone. So even though that's not a death, it's a hero death. Um, yeah. So I think that's another thing that we look at that. I'm sure there'll be maimings. But yeah, it would feel weird to me a little bit to have two deaths pretty much in back-to-back episodes and then have four or five episodes without another death towards the end or mid-range. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I do think that, obviously, Baku's not going to die. Doki Deku's not going to die. Like, Aizawa, Endeavor. I, I think it's even hard for Endeavor to really die unless there's some really big redemption next couple episodes because I don't feel like that arc's completed quite yet. Um, so... Do we, like... We Do have we... we have dedicated what we're at episode 118 of the season show right now. Yeah, at least eight or nine episodes have been dedicated to this issue. There is no That's way we're true. just going to close it off without having a dedicated like episode to something. Like I think I, I think if we start getting flashbacks for one or two characters, then it's like, oh shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's when we're gonna start getting if we have I an mean, entire we... episode of flashback for Endeavor, yes, he's going to die. <laughs> but he's it's done not... for, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah so, it's like it's kinda of, it's like kind of a meta thing, but like I'm not I'm not uh I'm not opposed to it, but no, that's um, not a meta do, thing, like, that's a shonen thing. Anyone that's show, watched yeah, is. eight episodes of shonen can figure that out by themselves. That's true, yeah, yeah. I do just like uh, I guess on the topic of like other characters who are like not i don't want you like do we think do like because you said bakugo shouldn't be one of the deaths right like there's no way right do we like are you willing to like entertain the idea of like maybe to like basically like break open pandora's box as far as like quirk activation for deku you know what i mean like if you have that big that big event happen for him to like you know kind of make him go be able to go toe-to-toe with shikaragi I like I hate reducing Bakugo to a plot point because I don't think he's that. But is, do you think there's a potential for it? If this would have been confirmed, final fight, final season, final boss battle, absolutely. The yeah. fact that it sounds like it's not going to be, no way. I mean, Bakugo has been the number one character in the popularity polls for all of existence, and I know this is really taking yeah. in meta, but killing off your star character. I mean, Bakugo outshines Midoriya sometimes, even with being yeah. kind of the the second main character. So I, I, I think it would be the same level of killing off Midoriya, killing off All Might even. Like, I feel like okay. those are kind of deaths that can't happen unless they're incredibly, like, end game. Like, this is how you have to be yeah. out. Okay. No, that's, I, that, I don't that's think, like, there. the next three episodes would have to, like, build up to a Bakugo death. So if we start seeing, like, signs of a oh, next no, episode <laughs> and then a second episode of, again... And then a third, like it, it'd have to take a long time. It wouldn't just happen yeah. in a heartbeat. It'd be a big thing. Yeah, no, so. That's, so I think it's totally fair. Yeah, yeah. I just, I wanted to throw that out there kind of as a discussion point because like, yeah, it just, it just doesn't feel like Deku is stacking up against Shigaraki right now. So I like, there's gotta be something that like, I, I could see Todoroki him. or Uraraka or Ida dying before I see Bakugo dying that, and being that, yeah, that, that catalyst. That's, that's totally fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just think Bakugo, in Bakugo, as much as a love character, he hasn't done much. Throughout not the recently. entire series, he has not done much. So I still yeah. feel like he needs his moments. He, we saw some character growth here, too. Like His arc is like 80% of the way there, and I don't think we get the last 20% in these next three or four episodes. No, I think I think it's a I think it's a fair assessment of the uh, of the the character. Uh, I don't know, like battle layout. Field, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Um, but I think with that, we have one last thing to wrap up this episode, and that is going to be the Plus Ultra Award. Where each and every episode, we decide on one character that went beyond, that went Plus Ultra and deserves to be called out for it. And James, I'll let you lead off with this week's Plus Ultra. Yeah, no, Dylan's not here to shield me from the from the first pick. Um, I he only had one moment in the show, but I want to like in this episode, I want to give it to him. I think it's Gran Torino because Bakugo just Bakugo and Deku would have just been done for if old Gran Torino just didn't like skirt by and snag the two of them. Obviously, it's oh he was not who the episode was centric around, but it still shows that the old man still has some like some pretty cognitive good cognitive abilities to recognize. Oh shit, this is a real threat. Oh shit, these students are dumb as hell. I gotta get them the hell out of there. Um, obviously, I want to say Shigaraki is a close runner-up because of his obvious power-up. Um, and like, you know, it's just, it's it's homages to Tetsuo from Akira, like left and right. Um, but it's definitely, I think I still got to give it to Gran Torino. That's the wrong You're not happy? No, what? that's the wrong pick. It's Shigaraki. The, the man's a literal walking nuclear bomb at this point. Um, he's as strong as almost as strong as all might. And I just think for me, like we talked about this earlier on, I think in like a specific one off one, like is all for one, a good villain because with all the interactions we had up to him through the end of season five, you never really felt afraid of him. If you mm-hmm. let this episode in and did not feel the power and just the true villain level of Shigaraki after all this, I don't think we're watching the same show. I mean, he feels That's on fair. the level of something like Pain from Naruto, um, of like even Blackbeard kind of uh, levels from uh, One Piece, whatever you want to compare to some of these big, just terrifying villains. He is now at that level, something that we've been wanting since the beginning of the show. We have not felt like we've had a very scary villain the first five seasons. Now we have it. And I think that is deserving a plus ultra each and every day. You're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna do my boy gentle criminal like that of not a terrifying villain that's that's fucked up man that's fucked up no bakugo in the tournament arc was a scarier villain than gentle villain <laughs> i mean than gentleman um so i think that'll be about <laughs> it for this week's episode of the class 1a podcast thank you all for listening and watching make sure to go to youtube.com slash class 1a to follow everything else that we're doing whether it is blue lock uh, Demon Slayer, My Hero, whatever you guys want, and more coming soon. So make sure to stay updated there, but we will see you all next week.